Gentlemen. Yes. Good hey. evening. What up, Jay? How's it, how's it going, man? Uh, I'm doing quite well. Um, feeling a little bit left out, to be What's honest with on? you. What's going on? What, really? Yeah, yeah. You know. What do you mean? Uh, usually we're all in our you little isolated Zoom bubbles. Oh. In our isolated Zoom bubbles. Mm-hmm. But um, today there's only two Zoom bubbles going on. And uh, I'm on the Mer- East Coast, and I'm not in you guys' Zoom bubble. And that makes me sad. That's oh. right. Yeah, Nick uh, Nick pulled up about uh, two hours ago. I did. <laughs> and uh, we've just been chilling. Nick's here on the West Coast. This is his first visit ever to L.A. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Nice. Yes, here I am. It's just so bizarre to see you guys in the same room together. The I know. The same room really that I weird. always look at Greg in. Right. You know, but Nick's now now Nick's to his side, and it just looks like a green screen effect. It's kind of like Lynchian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're gonna like, we're gonna put some screenshots in the uh, in the in the chat, or in the uh, in, you know on the website. Yeah, yeah, it's like a dream within a dream. That's right. That's right. It's been a, it's been that kind of day. Lovely. Yeah, day. I bet. Yeah, you, you traveled out today, Nick. Uh, actually, I got in on Saturday. Oh. Okay. Um, and I spent the last two uh, days here, which has been it's actually it's been awesome. It's been so cool walking up the conferences in, that I'm at, I'm here for is in Long Beach. So oh, right basically. Been doing that as a walk, <laughs> like at sunset, the last two nights. That's not uh, too shabby. And tonight, Greg uh, Greg showed me that hill he's been hiking, running up. You guys crazy steps. So I, by the time that Nick got here, because of daylight savings, I figured we would just drive to the top and then walk around because the sun was going to be setting kind of soon. But uh, we got to see a glorious sunset. Heck yeah. Very nice. Beautiful. And, uh, you know, the hills were so rad because you can really see everything from the Pacific on your left. Because yeah. you're, you're looking north. You've got the Pacific on the left and then all of, like, Hollywood and Beverly Hills right in front of you. All the different, like, movie lots. The studios. And, and, and yeah. you, you keep going to the right and then you see downtown L.A. Nice. And then after that, and, and just, like, mountains. And you know, it's just cool to see the mountains and the ocean together, you know. It's neat. Um, yeah. So, and a really nice sunset today, actually. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So, I mean, after the podcast tonight, I know what I'm mm-hmm. doing. I'm going straight to bed. Right. But, yes. uh, it'll be like, what, 8 30 out there. You guys' time. You're getting dinner time. Got any big plans? Dinner time. First and foremost. First and foremost. Yes. Excellent. Um, and then uh, potentially going out to see a, uh, there's a Monday jam session mm-hmm. hosted by this guy, Alex Wasilly. Uh oh. Um, and uh, it's at a place called Gold Diggers, and it's pretty rad. I've been out there once or twice, and um, yeah, a lot of a lot of good people roll through. And it probably won't get really cooking until super late, and we're gonna have to get Nick back to Long Beach, so we Truthfully. might not hang out super yeah. late. But right. I would like to at least show him a little bit of the the vibe. Nice, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, Alex is a really good. He's a trombonist. He actually plays in Dumpster Funk. Do you know Dumpster Funk, Jay? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and, uh, he also occasionally, since Dumpster Funk will open for Dave Matthews band Mm. pretty frequently, uh, he'll, he'll play with DMB and he also picked, he picked up the most recent Lauren Hill gigs. Oh, wow. He's, 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 uh, he's a bad boy. Yeah. Moving. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see, we'll, we'll, we'll see what transpires or maybe we'll get kind of sleepy and be like, let's just call it a night. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You know, but either way, we're going to, we're going to hang. I think we're going to see some trombone. Yeah, we're gonna hang. We're gonna see some. We're gonna. That's a good night. Whatever. If you're seeing a trombone, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to bring him up to um, 
to Hollywood too. That's where that's kind of where this this uh this club is. You know, drive around Sunset right. Strip late at night. You know, it's, you know, it's kind of cool. <laughs> Look yeah. at the Hollywoods. Yeah. Well, I got some music for you regarding the Sunset Strip a little bit later. Ooh, excellent. Yes. A little, little tie-in. All right. Nice tie-in. Very good. Well, let's see. Any other uh, housekeeping to catch up on, boys? How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm how doing are you? quite well. The uh, soccer season wrapped up on Saturday. Okay. Yep. yep. The boys uh, had a. <laughs> it was. It ended up being a two-two draw, with okay. apparently what everyone said was the best team in the league. All right, which is surprising. I thought we had the best team in the league, but (laughs) the the White Dragons. I was surprised. I was surprised when I heard that. (laughs) The White Dragons uh, played the Green Dragons, and uh, yeah, it was uh, two to two till the very end of the game. And uh, you know, one of the boys on the other team kicked the ball, and you know, I I don't know if you guys know this or not, but kids are not allowed to use their heads to hit the ball anymore. Oh, really? Like until you that get into includes, like high school or something like yeah, that? Yeah, incidental as well. Those call it. Yeah. Well, so the kids don't know what, like they've never been trained to like head the ball at all. So they don't know what to do. So instinctually they hold their hands up mm-hmm. to like protect themselves. Yeah. In the rare event that the ball goes above their shins, you know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Very rare. But this one kid, Garaputo, gets the ball really hard. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, one of our kids <laughs> held his hands up to protect his head. And um, I had been asking the ref, I was like, how much time we got left? And the guy was like, 30 seconds. And he's about to blow the whistle. And this guy, the ref, again, a 12-year-old, yeah. calls <laughs> a, a handball mm-hmm. on our player and then says, it's in the box. It's a penalty. Aww. Oh, man. I turn around to the other coach and I'm like, we don't do penalties in our league. What are you, what are you talking about? And even the other the other coach was starting to give him like no come on yeah, man yeah. you can't give him a hand blow and so the ref just decided to just blow the final whistle and just call it a that's day. it <laughs> nice. yeah that's probably the move protest probably worked. the right move <laughs> wow yeah it's an effective form of protest right there yeah. congratulations yeah. man yeah thanks it was dramatic uh, into the season but it was a good end of the season it was great and then uh, Saturday night played a gig at Hank Deedles with Janine Wilson band that cool. went really well very nice. good show. Sunday, I got to freaking relax, which was great. You know, nah, I got to relax. That's important. Made my made myself a, a steak and cheese pie, Ooh, a savory pie. Well, I, not just me, the whole family. Pie. Yeah, I was gonna say right. Well, you, but you made it for the family, including yourself. Realizing that I was probably the only one who was really going to enjoy it. But. Mm. Understood. Yeah, I Never. can't imagine Ava being like. Yeah. Nah, she wasn't ready to dr- to dig in. She, we definitely had to microwave some chicken nuggets for her. Sure. Yeah, it was a good weekend. But uh, happy to be here awesome. with you guys. You too, man. Uh, let's get this very strange show started. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. You should check it out. Yes, that's right. You are tuned in to You Should Check It Out, baking our own meat pies. Since 2018, I'm so happy to be here with you, and the boys are happy to be here with you as well. Absolutely. I just wish we were together. We, we need to do that again. We will. Figure it out. It place. It will. It'll happen. We will. But it's a beautiful Thursday. This is episode 223 of the You Should Check It Out podcast coming at you on this wonderful Thursday. My name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. We have an awesome show for you tonight. I, I am leading things off talking about an album. 
that I only recently rediscovered. Okay. Uh, I was introduced to, as were, I believe, both of you, uh, way back in the day. And oh. it has gone unlistened to since just this past weekend. And uh, kind of had a little bit of a renaissance on it. So I'm interested in filling you guys in on that. Uh, let's see. Excellent. Nick is up next. What you got for us, buddy? Oh, man, I'm going, I'm going to... Uh, I've got a three for Thursday. <gasps> An earned three for Thursday. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. No shame in the three for Thursday. And Greg? Yeah. Um, we could do a... Uh, heard it on the Greg Vine about the uh, Grammy noms. That just Ooh, got snap. released. Ooh. We can talk a little bit about that. Excellent. Um, they did just come out. Yeah. So, Perfect. and there was there were some things of note that I thought could be uh, weighed upon as far as, and also just kind of like what uh, what categories certain things are placed into. I, I found surprising. You know, right. do you know, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, what yeah, is this totally. in this category? So, anyway, thought we could talk about that a little bit. Excellent. Yes. All right, well, let's get into it. Um, let's do it. So, I, okay, you guys try to transport yourself back to uh, 2000, the year 2000. The year 2000. Okay. <laughs> um, College Park. College Park. Yep. Hanging out in uh, Nick and in my dorm room. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, we were hanging out with our, our good buddy, Clint, who yep. would come by every once in a while. He was the cool older guy that we hung out with yes. who would buy yeah. us beer from time to time. Um, and, and, and a great hang. Yes. And an awesome it was, hang. He definitely wasn't, it was, it was like great to hang with and he can buy beer. Super cool. Correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. don't know if you recall this, but he also, at one point, Clint was a very smart guy. He had a, uh, like a, a flight case of turntables, like a full DJ rig. Yep. Mm-hmm. That he basically said, Hey, could you guys store this in your, <laughs> your dorm room? Right. I mean, this thing must've weighed a hundred pounds. It was bulkier than it was. It heavy. was, it was so heavy, dude. Because there was two Technics, yeah, the the twelve hundreds in there, like right? really, really heavy turntables and a big DJ mixer. Anyway, that's what yeah. I recall. Okay. But yeah. for whatever reason, we took our very we small dorm floor. room. Yeah, yeah, and we took our very small dorm room and decreased its size even further with this huge I, DJ yeah. setup. I just remember <laughs> where the where the fridge was. Where did that sit? I have French. no idea. No idea. Okay. But we had it set either. up for a while. And one night, he came back, and he had just gone to record and tape traders. And mm. he came back, and he's like, dude, I've scored this awesome record. And it was a record by Todd Rundgren called okay. A Wizard, A True Star. Do you guys recall this incident at all? No. I don't remember this at all. Okay. Okay. I mean, but I this could be making story. this whole thing up, but no. No, this, no, this no. is absolutely when I was introduced to this record. Definitely and sounds like something. It was cool because like the cover was like very like it was almost holographic and it was die cut. So like it, it wasn't like a normal square cover. It was kind of cut out and it had this really weird picture of Todd Rundgren on the front and all these like weird psychedelic images. It looked very much like a King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard cover yeah. of today. But mm-hmm. this album came back came out back in 1973. Hmm. But okay. Clint was so jazzed that he got this album. Thank you so much for connecting this because I have been dying to, I couldn't place the name and Harry Nilsson is the name that I was looking for today. Okay. And, and, and that and Clint was so into Nilsson. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was. That, there was that, sorry, thank you. 
No, no, no. He, he was so jazzed about this album. And, you know, I res- respect him as a musician and as a listener of music. So he put it on and I was just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> Not like it was like so avant-garde. It was like, it, I just didn't like the sound of it. Like it okay. just had this like weird 70s weirdness to it. Yeah. Um, and it it just never resonated with me. But for whatever reason, this album, the cover, it stuck in my mind. And I was mm-hmm. always just so baffled that like Clint liked this album so much. And I just could not wrap my head around it. Like I could not find an entry point. Could not figure right. out why he would be interested yeah. in this at all. So Yeah. Have you found I, it? I think so. I think so. Okay. Yeah, all right. It's Great. really neat. Great. All so right. I, I want to talk a little bit about this album and a little bit about Todd Rundgren and how he went from one of his first hits, which is on the album that came right before this. Okay. Um, the album right before this is called Something Anything. And it had two like major hits that you still hear in orthodontist's office to this day. <laughs> and the okay. first one is right. called Hello, It's Me. You guys have heard this one. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's a solid gold AM radio hit from <laughs> yeah. early 1972. That, that's, you know, we were trying to decide what the genre was of this record you're about to talk about, Jay, because we actually put it on yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, in the background as we were just kind of settling in. And uh, it came up like Yacht Rock, maybe, you know? And, I think uh, and that I was, I was like, al- the album that know, was this from... One. It's absolutely Yacht Rock, yes. yes. <laughs> but, but it's interesting because that is, like, me the first... Probably like twenty four or something. I mean, first like halfway through the first song, it's still that vibe. I think. I agree with you. I agree. Yeah. With you. So yeah. that's a that's a great song to to start with. But Even I want from the previous album. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I want to do a little yin and yang here. So I'm going to dip you okay. right into the middle <laughs> of the very next album. So he re- he released this album, and then mm-hmm. the following year, like within a couple months, he released this next album, A Wizard of True Star, with songs like this. It's called Dada Dally. Check this out. Shake my stuff instead. Be just another onion head. Watch what you eat. 
Yeah, like I said, it just one goes to the next. <laughs> exactly, it just flows. Yeah, yeah it sounds like, uh, was that California by Mr. Bungle? Dude, the entire time I'm listening to this album Precursor? today, yeah. like, I just kept thinking, I kept going back to Mr. Bungle. It's so Mr. Mm-hmm. Bungle. The different voices, this, the different this, styles. The circus-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Of exactly. Yeah, although that's, not, that's obviously, that's not the entire record, though, is it? No, no, no. Well, no, but it does. It does do a kind of a modern day genre bouncing, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. For a does. time, it really it, totally. it definitely mimics, or yeah, it definitely has that component. So let's let's work up to that. Okay. So that that was a cut from A Wizard of True Star. So Todd Rundgren, he actually started as a member of uh, the Nas, who had two minor mm. hits back in the very late '60s, and there were two of his songs. One of which was "Hello, It's Me," that song that we just. Listen, okay. mm-hmm. they did okay. an earlier version of that as the Nas. All right. Um, then he re-recorded it and uh, became an even bigger hit. The Nas split up in 69 due to Todd wanting to do more crazy stuff and go in a little bit more <laughs> jazz, jazz avant-garde direction. Okay. Um, Todd ends up moving to New York and uh, hangs out in the scene there and um, meets a couple guys and gets a job working as a studio engineer at Bearsville Studio which is outside of Woodstock, New York. And there he makes a, a name for himself as kind of the, the boy wonder. And uh, through doing a couple of demos and recording a couple, he eventually is, is asked to record the band's third album, Stage Fright. And that was like his okay. first big production um, engineer, like head engineer on that. And that, that was a pretty big album for the band. Okay, so he was an engineer first, like yeah. producer. Turned. Well, he was like a songwriter first, and then he said, decided he didn't want to do that. And then mm-hmm. he became an engineer, and then he decided he didn't want to do that. Then he became a producer, and then decided, yeah, I could do that, but I also want to produce my own solo stuff. He's very Frank oh, okay. Zappa and kind of like, he can yeah. be a renaissance hmm. guy. He wants to do all of this stuff at the same time. Mm-hmm. So because of the success that he had with the, the band album, Stage Fright, and some of the other albums that he worked on, he was given like some leeway. He was getting some money and give him some studio time to cut his very first solo album. It was called Runt, and it was released in 1970. It had one minor hit, but didn't really go anywhere. He released another album after that, and it was just because he was paying the bills with producing and engineering that he was able mm-hmm. to keep kind of doing yeah. this. Really not just on kind the of turning this out on his spare time. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then he hit on Something Anything, that album that Hello, It's Me is on, and that was released in 1972. And it was created... And played, all of the instruments on it are played by Todd himself. Hmm. Okay. So, drums, bass, vocals, guitar, horns, yeah. synthesizer, everything is Todd. Which is really kind of, that's a really weird thing Australian? in 1972. <laughs> you think so, right? <laughs> right. I think in any year. It is. Pretty it rare. is. Yeah. 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 So, and Todd admits himself that this was all created under the, uh, the very severe influence of Ridlin. <laughs> which he was taking like, oh, wow. like candy wow. at the time. <laughs> and, uh, didn't you know, know it was, was around in 1970. But apparently, oh yeah, yeah. But apparently he didn't even have, he was the engineer on that as well. So he would hit record in the control room, run in, play his part, and then run back in and stop and do all He did, did wow. the whole thing. Um, Jeez, and the something Comfortable anything being album, alone, Todd yeah, Run. Yeah, run I think so, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> 
it was very confident in his own abilities. I think is sure. putting it mildly. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had the two big major singles, uh, Hello, It's Me, and also I Saw the Light, which you guys would recognize if you heard it. So then after that, that whole thing kind of blew up. Then he started experimenting with psychedelic drugs. Right. <laughs> that came now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. A little bit later. So he started doing like mescaline and DMT and LSD and all these other drugs and became disillusioned with the music industry. Mm-hmm. And he decided to build himself his own studio with the money he had. Okay. So now not only does he have, he has all the time in the world, he has all the knowledge in the world, he has all the ability in the world, all the drugs in the world, and his own studio to do it. So mm-hmm. this is what a wizard, a true, car, a true star came out of. It was a rejection wow. of, of the music industry and what he had done before. So his big, his famous quote about this album was, it was, quote, my act of tyranny after having achieved commercial success. I threw out all the rules of record making and decided I would try to imprint the chaos in my head onto a record without trying to clean it up for anyone else's benefit. The result was complete loss of about half of my audience to that point. And this became the model for my life after that. Wow. So Wow. Totally willing to just throw it all out the window just to make the record that he wanted to make. Hmm. Which is always cool. We always support that on this podcast. That's like the inversion of in utero at the end. Because mm. up to that point, I was like, man, this feels like in utero. Like where they just rebel, they were just like, screw the success. I mean, a very different manifestation of that, but yeah, but with much different concept, with a much different outcome at the end for, for him. Hmm. That's wild. So the whole album was envisioned as a hallucinogenic ins- inspired, quote unquote, flight plan. That kind of makes sense. <laughs> so the whole album is meant to be played front to back as kind of like a whole trip. You know, so you right. start out with all this chaotic imagery and right. things going, you know, bouncing off the walls. But then towards the end of the album, it kind of slides into something more familiar as like, you're coming down. Yeah. And towards the end of the album, as chaotic as the beginning of the album is, it slows, it it kind of tones itself down into just kind of more mellow R&B type stuff. Yeah. Including like a medley of covers. Yeah, there's yeah. covers at the end. Yeah. yeah. It's very bizarre. It's and this so album weird. also has the uh, the distinction of being the longest album, I believe to this day, to ever be put on an LP. Like the longest total length. Album. Really? Like they, the most they could squeeze into the vinyl. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Which wow. a lot of people complain about now because... There's not enough know, like gap track at the beginning. Well, no, it's not that. You have to make to fit that much music on a platter, you have to make the grooves really small. Oh, right? they can be smaller than, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they can be as small as they want, but you lose dynamic range and fidelity when you make the gaps, when you make the channels smaller. Okay. Mm. So a lot of people complained about the sound of this album. And then maybe that's oh. what I was reacting to when I heard Clint play this, because it's very mid-range heavy. It's I mean, I mean you did good. say right away, like, I didn't like the way it sounded. Yeah. But Interesting. I don't know. Listening to it now on like streaming services, you don't really hear that. It sounds like a right. and they they've given it a proper remaster too. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's no, so, no, it's really interesting actually because yeah, when you think about that, like you were sacrificing sound quality back in those days for I don't want to say volume, but uh, amount of song, amount of right. time, yeah, duration, right. duration, right. exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that's that's pretty funny, actually. It's an interesting. He was, choice, he was willing yeah. to sacrifice. Right. I mean, you you imagine he so someone along the way would be like Todd. You tripping do know balls, that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. This all has to be on here. <laughs> right. I don't care if that makes everything. Yeah, else it's more terrible. important that it fits the trip. Right. Aside from that exactly. mid-trip switch, that's the confusing part. <laughs> yeah. That's where you can get lost. That's funny. So let's hear some more music from this. Uh, Nick, you right. mentioned that the uh, the opening song does kind of harken back to that kind of yacht rocky feel, and I agree with you on that. Gotta there's give a lot to Kaz. going on. Yes, Kaz made that. Fair enough, Kaz. Good good note. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit more going on to this. If you listen to this in headphones, uh, it's it's pretty bizarre. It's pretty crazy the stuff that's going on here. But this is the opening track. It's called International Feel. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young on Yes or something like that. <laughs> on Yes, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So the other thing that I want to mention about this is like, if you really listen to the drum sounds, I, I don't know if you guys remember when we were talking about the David Bowie album Low. There was yeah. so much big deal made about the drum sound on that. Right. But to me, this album came out uh, four years before that album, mm-hmm. and he's doing. Like the craziest drum sounds on this thing, and I think it's just either just overt clipping on the drums or just running a compressor completely into the red. It's crazy. You'll hear that on this next track, and I'll say it's a track. This is actually a first on the You Should Check It Out podcast. This is gonna be three tracks in one because okay. the majority of the first half of this album is a bunch of like little one minute snippet, like song snippets mm-hmm. yep. that all flow together. So I'm gonna play a uh, trio it starts in the middle of a song called tick 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 it wears off and it flows into you need your head and it flows then into a song called rock and roll that one (laughs) which is apparently about john john lennon oh so we'll get into that but uh, some shade yeah check this out this is uh this is pretty dope
It makes it makes so much more sense now that you said it it's to go along with a trip. Cause it's a it, scary it, trip, man. <laughs> yeah. I know, but it's also yeah, I, I'm not saying I would choose it. Um <laughs> definitely yeah, but if that's the if that's what he was going for, yeah. Like that I that makes it make a little bit more sense because it is so all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It all flows together really nicely. And remember, that is all Todd hmm. Rundgren. Like all the instruments there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty impressive stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's tight. I will wrap this up. Uh, the album is is cool. It's about an hour long. It's about 55 minutes long. Um, but it's 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 a really cool listen. Uh, definitely listen on headphones. There's some really weird stuff going on. Um, I will just say that a lot of artists that we like um, have referenced this album as, as kind of a touchstone for them, including... Kevin Parker and Tame Impala. Uh, yeah, I okay. was going to say he's another one who who makes the uh, the records yeah. all alone. Yeah, who does? Yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, his early stuff, especially yeah. like exactly. played all the instruments. I mean, he's still, I think any every Tame Impala is only it, it's only him. It's only him. Wow. Yeah, and you know if you listen to it through that context, like you can hear a like Tame. There's a lot of Tame Impala esque sounds on this. No joke. Yeah. No. No. Oh, yeah. No doubt. There's definitely. Yeah, that sounded yeah. like something that influenced him. Bob. Yeah, and even mm-hmm. the way you were describing the drums and the way they actually sound, mm-hmm. and how they're like clipping and yeah. yep. you know phasing and and trippy. Yeah, trippy. Yeah, exactly. Psychedelic. So I got one more song for you guys. This is uh, the last one. This is very tam- tame and Paula-ish. Um, okay. This last song is uh, a mashup of two. It's called "When the Sh- Hits the Fan" slash Sunset Boulevard. That's where we're about to go there. Yeah.
think I like it more in clips. Hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was no. That was that was cool. That was the, the the turns were nice, and it was uh, yeah. I, I gave it two listens today, and it was really hard. It, like I kept losing track of where it was, and then being yeah. like, "What is this?" And then being like, "Oh, that's the Todd Rundgren album." Mm-hmm. Um, but but I wasn't like doing a solid walk while I listened, so it wasn't like undistracted mm. attention. It's um, interesting. It's interesting stuff. Yeah, you gotta have an open mind. You gotta have an open mind, yes. and I know you guys. Sure. You know, it's it's, it's Zappa as adjacent. A bunch of closed-minded fools. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, you got to be willing to put up with a little bit of very upfront 70-southing synth, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'd like to, to, to get in, uh, you know, on, on the ground floor with his, like, most popular songs and see if I can work up to that. Well, that's the weird part, is that, like, if you do, <laughs> none of it really sounds like that. No, really. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there is a quality to him. There right. is. There is. I agree with that. Yeah. It, I, I, it was almost like listening to it was like, it's kind of what I remember about Todd Rundgren, which is like, I can hear how much he's influenced people, and I would rather listen to them. <laughs> right. I agree. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Jay, Jay, we might need to, to get you to sample the uh, the Sopranos, but it's like, yeah, good. Kid, there's good music and there's bad music in there. This is not good. I I got an open spot here in my stream. You got it. Yeah, that might have to get added to the roster. Yeah, (laughs) not just for your picks. I'm not saying that, but (laughs) just this perfect after after a particularly weird clip. (laughs) Be funny. (laughs) Three. Well, that's what I got. Um, All right, buddy. Yeah, cool. Something new for you. Check it out. Mm -hmm. Nick Klein, what you got, buddy? All righty. Well, as I mentioned, I'm uh, I'm out on the Pacific Coast. and I've been out here before, but never this part. Never, never like the L.A. SoCal. proper region. SoCal. Yeah, yeah it's uh, staying in Long Beach. It's for a work conference. Um, went out the first night to see what this whole, you know, sunset over the ocean looks like. And for whatever reason, I was like, I'm gonna put an audiobook on. I had been up since 7:30 in the morning, uh, Eastern Standard Time. Ooh. Or no, I'm sorry, I'd been up since four. Because I my flight left at seven thirty. Oh God! <laughs> so um, so it was right four fifty p.m. Uh, so I put an audiobook on and I retained none of it. And so the next night, I did the same thing, uh, but I'd gotten more sleep and decided to go ahead and let Apple's Discovery Station take the wheel, guide you. Yeah, it was. I don't know how much of it to attribute to the scenery, and 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 the air and the walk that I was on, but man, it was it, it hit in every single one. I hear you, man. Set it was just setting. bam, 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 bam. I, I just kept adding artists, adding artists. I think I added like seven or eight artists, and a bunch of songs, different playlists. So three for Thursday. That's what I'm doing today. Nice. Woo! Three, three for Thursday. Three for Thursday. SoCal edition. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Nick's getting yeah. it on West Coast yeah. vibes. Yeah. They actually, they, they did the, they did the uh, theme song there at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. That's what that was. Yeah. Just yeah. mic'd it. Mm-hmm. Is that where you got that from? <laughs> God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of that legal Zoom uh, sponsorship. Exactly. It was tough to yeah. get in, but once, you know, they were very uh, hospitable to me once I broke into the sound booth there. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. First track comes, uh, this is another group from Australia, 
another psychedelic group from Australia. Um, except they're of the jazz fusion variety. Um, it's a quintet that's been around uh, since 2013 called Midlife. And I think they've got an album coming out this March, but a random track from their 2020 album popped on. Um, the album, I think, called Automatic. Um, so this, this is my first pick. Uh, this is called Citations. doesn't take long out there does it hmm. see the sunset get a little bit of salt air in your in your breath no. right it, so is it me was is it the scene or, <laughs> I think it's the scene. or what, really <laughs> no i mean that's a, that's a cool track that's a super cool track oh yeah cool. About, cool. great bass on that hell yeah yeah it's wild it like had, had like a floyd sound and it was all sorts of things and and that was what was the cool thing was i looked it up and was like oh this is 2020 which is not new but still, just within the past couple of years. We'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Track. But yeah, that actually that that is a, a standing question. How much of this is the scene? And how much of this was was Apple doing a good job giving me stuff I haven't heard that was pretty good? <laughs> right. Uh this next one I feel is the most open to criticism. But the more I listen to the guy, um, this is actually this is uh, an Icelandic singer, and I listened to it because it hit so many of the things that I like that I was like, all right, like thumbs up to the algorithm because it definitely hits a lot of those things. I couldn't tell how much earnesty there was there. So that that's what I'd like to bring to the table. This is, is that a good way to set it up, by the way? How much Sorry. earnesty? Earnestness? You mean like you think he's Whatever, thinking? yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 that is what I mean. Like, how derivative is this? Um, okay. how, yeah. how derivative is this of earnest? Like, of earnest goes to jail. And- right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, Vern? Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. I don't know how to say this guy's name is the problem. Asgir? 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 Asgir. Asgir. This is Borderland. Silent skies 
cool. It just con- it confirmed it for me. I do like it. I yeah. do like it. That's nice. That's nice. I I've heard of this guy before. I think he's popped up on like some shuffle playlists or something. And I know my brother is into this guy. This is okay. this kind of falls into like the kind of stuff that he's into, uh, which isn't a indictment or a, no. You know. I I wrote down a mainstream intersection of Father John Misty, Radiohead, and Sigur Ross. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I it's could, well executed. I, I dig it. I dig it. It's cool. I think maybe James Blake a little bit. Ah. Okay. Yeah. With and the vocals. I, yeah. Yeah. And the electronic bloopy bloopies. I don't know. But but it is. It's also really precise, like in a pop way. Which I yeah. Uh, which which I think was the thing that I was evaluating. Does this bother me? Yeah, um, it's definitely not the sheen. It could be, you know. Yeah, found there's still in some. There was some weirdness in there, though, for sure. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I I enjoyed that one. Um, Very nice. So before I play my last song, um, I need to toss in, and I ran this by Greg before, and he said it was said it was okay. Um, about this year's Grammy nominations, right. uh, nominations, uh, Mr. Jeff uh, Mangum of Neutral Milk Hotel. Has been nominated for his first Grammy. No way. Really? Yeah. Wow. Really? That's amazing. Really? Uh, yeah. It's it's basically for what? art. It's artwork for the collective. What is it called? The collective works of Neutral Milk Hotel, the box set that's come that's come out this year. Oh, I see. Kind of like one of those like didn't recognize it at the time, <laughs> but given how good, how important people real or. I guess the people that are now in charge, right? How much this they like this album, right? Um, right, right. Yeah. Well, that's so, fair. That's cool. One of those awards. Yeah. Good for you. But super freaking cool. So, yeah. and I and I I make that connection because this last pick that I have is definitely in the lineage of 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 the Nutrimoke Hotel, right? And some Beulah probably. Um, but this song when it came on, and the other thing that Apple nailed with this Discovery Station this time. Every song had some like really active, cool drums that were like challenging and kept my interest. And so that that's critical. And this band definitely does this. Um, and I had never heard of them. Um, this is Arbor Labor Union. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Um, I can't say I've seen them anywhere. Um, but this song popped on from an album that I actually went and I paused the Discovery Station, listened to this album in, in its entirety. And then came back and picked back up to see where where else Apple wanted to take take me. Um, this is uh, yeah from an album called Yonder. Uh, this is Hovering Stone, first track.
Oh, yeah. That's cool. That little turn the drummer does of course, to the beat that makes it, at the man. last little bit, that's all, that's all it takes. It's great. Mm-hmm. The, the hooks were in. I was like, what is this? What is this? Absolutely. Add to my kind library. of reminds me of uh, uh, White Denim a little bit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's little cool. guitar lines. That's very mm-hmm. cool. I, I dig that. I dig that. How was the yeah. rest of the album? Fantastic. Yeah. And I'll say, of my three picks, that album, uh, like the rest of it, completely held up. I actually had a hard time deciding on this song. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's very cool. Well, that's an excellent three for Thursday, Mr. Nick. Thank you so much. Yes. Out of the box. Thank you so much. I'd Way like to, to thank the Apple Discovery about, Station how, how, and uh, LegalZoom. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's bookend it with the, uh, with the theme song again. What do you say? We can do that. Three, three four, four, Thursday. Three, four, Thursday. Three, four, Thursday. Three, four, Thursday. Three, four, LegalZoom. 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 Hire an attorney. Oh, yeah. We're glorious. Oh, right. I'm up. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll, I'll get to my song pick uh, in a minute. We just heard some some nice jams. Uh, I'm going to jump right into my topic. This year's Grammy nominations. Ooh. Oh. Well, actually, I should say the 2024 Grammy nominations. Uh, <laughs> there it is. They'll be held uh, February 4th. And... Um, yeah, so I just thought maybe we could talk about some of the uh, categories. I and mean, there's obviously a lot to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so here we go. Album of the year. Uh, I'm not going to say the names of the albums. I'm just going to tell you the artists. Okay, we got John Baptiste. Okay. Boy Genius. All right. Miley Cyrus. Lana Del Rey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janelle Monet. Okay. Olivia Rodrigo. Taylor Swift. Right. And SZA. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean... Honestly, I haven't really heard any of these records, <laughs> uh, so say. I can't say anything. Um, although I'm sure the John Batiste one is, I'm sure they're all good. Um, Nick, I've you probably some, listened to the John Batiste one, right? I have. It's really different. He um, he basically goes on a every track is a different has a different guest artist, and it, what it, what it is a lot of is is that country's like pop artist. Oh, so that's a, right. That's right. It's a very poppy album, um, yeah. but it's it is John Baptiste. There was there wasn't one for me that jumped out. I really wanted to to talk about this album, but I, I I've listened to it a bunch of times. It's not my favorite, uh, but yes. I, I appreciate the project that he endeavored upon. Yeah, Pitchfork gave it a five point six. Yeah, that's right. Brutal. And I honestly did, I hadn't I hadn't looked it up because I didn't want to I didn't want to uh, yeah. I didn't want I mean, to. He's got Kenny G on it. Stoke those flames. Mm-hmm. Got, uh, Kenny G correct. is Kenny on G. the uh, John Batiste album. Apparently. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's I. I, I think, haven't even I heard think this it made record, him feel really good. But I, 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 seeing the tagline on this Pitchfork review says the jazz multi instrumentalist wants to unite the world in song, but his new album collapses the wide ranging possibilities of global music into something for everyone and no one. Which, based on listening to his last album, I sort of had that feeling with we like, are or the one yeah i think okay. so that's just that i recognize it was doing a lot we can all agree on that yes and then it's like at what point is it too much at what point are you yeah trying to i don't know wrap your hands around every, too many genres yeah make it everything yeah mm. you mm. know but he's obviously you know he's a super gifted mus- he musician so is yeah um and performer and entertainer so and i bet you like i bet you the song's all had amazing jams behind them 
which would probably make for cooler material. Because <laughs> I could see that him like dedicating a few minutes at least worth of like kind of jamming out on whatever the heck he's exploring would probably be a much cooler iteration, I think. But yeah. probably wouldn't sell as much. Yeah, Boy Genius, I've listened to a little bit of, and actually worked on some songs with students. Um, I I know all these artists, I just don't know their newest stuff. So we'll see what happens. Uh, moving on to best new artist, Gracie Abrams, Fred again. Mm. Ice Spice. Do we know about Ice Spice? I do know uh, about Ice Spice. Uh, she's been in those Dunkin' Donuts commercials with Ben Affleck. Uh, okay. Jelly Rolls. Okay. <gasps> oh, Ice Spice. I actually do recognize this now. Coco Jones, Noah Kahan, Victoria Monet, and The War and Treaty, actually, I know a little bit because friend of the podcast, uh, Delaney McClinton, actually works with them as a, oh, nice. in, on the management end. Oh, so, cool. Congrats to them. And uh, let's just keep moving along here. Okay, now this, after I play this one, uh, Best Rock Song, the nominees are Rolling Stones for Angry, the mix, the mix explaining one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Olivia Rodrigo, uh, Emotion Sickness, which is Queens of the Stone Age, Boy Genius, and uh, Foo Fighters. Mm. The, and then... There's like five categories for R&B, including best R&B performance, best traditional R&B performance, best R&B song, best progressive R&B album. Progressive mm-hmm. R&B. Best R&B album. Yeah, there's like a lot of new categories I've never seen. In rap, it's best rap performance, best melodic rap performance, best rap song, best rap album. Uh, and then you have... Progressive R&B is. Well, he, one uh, category that's kind of interesting, though, is that they have now a best alternative jazz album. Alternative jazz. Oh, look yeah, at some and, of the names. And one of the uh, yeah. and that includes uh Lewis Cole. Okay. All right. Yeah. Lewis Cole was uh, <clears throat> was uh, Grammy nominated this year. Yeah, very cool. So you have to excuse me because I thought that uh one of the things I wanted to talk about was that there was a rock category that had black pumas in it. It says best rock performance for the newest uh, single. Uh, more than a love song, right? Uh, yeah. But we already played that one, and we were and, uh, and another one as well, right? So I thought that maybe I'd play the uh, the final track on that album, "Chronicles of a Diamond." Uh, the final track is actually called "Rock and Roll," hmm. and uh, man, I gotta say that that record is really really cool, right? It's, it's very good. Like it's it's challenging almost. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of different vibes on it. It does go in different directions. Yeah. What do you think, Jay? Oh, I loved it. I, I yeah. texted you guys. I mean, I, yeah, you te- you texted us the originally. The second I heard it, it, I was like, this is something different. Like, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. One of the rare albums that actually like grabs me like right out of the gate. Like, this That's is really cool. cool. Yeah, it's very surprising in, in mm-hmm. some moments. Uh, but this is the last song, and this is a very interesting one. Rock and Roll by Black Pumas.
Very yeah, cool. that's super cool. Nice. It's like uh, this weird meditation on rock and roll almost. Mm-hmm. And that weird cyclical chord. Yeah. Bam, that's so weird. Yep. Yeah, awesome. I felt like the, the 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 first record really kind of said, okay, here's what we are. You know, we got this cool retro sound, but we also sound modern, you know? Yeah. And now it's like they've... They they're like confident enough in what they started to just start bending and yeah, yeah. that's gonna sound like, like the, the Beatles right now more defining like, their what? own sound you know yeah yeah and w- I mean one song reminded me of a Mac DeMarco yeah mm. you know um, I, I I actually think that this album holds together better than their first album like really? as an album like as a piece yeah I've only just, listened to it twice but each time I was just like man this is really 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 yeah good. and if you listen to it from like the with like a producer's mindset of like you know what, mm-hmm. what are the elements coming in and out and stuff? You can really hear like Adrian just as, you know, just keeps getting Good. more. He just Go keeps getting it. better. You know, it's just crazy. Like, that's that's cool. Is he is he just guitars on this? Um, he plays guitar mostly, and then usually other musicians are performing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does the uh, he does the mixing as far as I. Got it. Yeah, in engineering and mixing. Got it. Okay, I was actually yeah. curious how much that the, between the two of them because it had been so long, and it, I I thought I had thought when I saw this back in the summer that this was coming, I had thought like oh I thought they weren't gonna do one. We nobody knew. They just kind of they stopped their tour abruptly and then it left left us all wondering what the hell happened. Right. So, um. But yeah, they're back. Nice. So. And Sweet. yeah, in full form, I, I must say. Um, so that was interesting. And, you know, I wanted to actually pull up the, one of the other nominees in this was Metallica. You know, I just thought it was a, a weird category Best for rock the performance. Yeah. So, yeah, the other nominees are Act- Arctic Monkeys, Boy Genius again, Foo Fighters, and Metallica. And I was just like, uh, you we, know, we, like, yeah. What are we doing here, guys? You know? <laughs> and then. The, for 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 metal, there was a you know it's like Metallica again. It's like really like they this is not yeah. Yeah. this is this is all and these just, categories are rigged, so you know it's so loosey goosey like they're giving a I, I mean that that's the way it is but I guess like they're trying to give a chance like what's the difference between best rock song and best rock performance I don't even know it's I'm like how, where does that I don't know yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then you have. It does uh, feel like there's probably there's got to be other artists that are more deserving to be up there. And I just that, yeah, I just feel like you know Metallica's kind of had their turn. They still need to take you know. It's like if if it, if this album wins Grammys, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I don't know. It's not. Like, it's not. It's nothing. Because you listen to it, right? I've listened to some of it. You know, got I, it. Uh, but a good chunk. I, yeah, yeah, I listened to a good chunk of it. Okay, it's not horrible. You know, but it's just. I don't know. Like their best days are so clearly behind them. Like, mm-hmm. how can you reward yeah. this? You know, I, I just whatever. But and yeah. no mention of the Giz anywhere on there. No, not this or year. Or I was really hoping that uh, Sleep Token would get a nod for best metal performance. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. I really think that you know. Exactly. And, but again, it's like Slipknot, Ghost, and Disturbed. I'm like, who's not there Disturbed? because of Metallica's up there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, just whatever. Are you kidding me? I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think they have good <laughs> representation. Amongst the fan base, yeah. <laughs> uh, in that portion of the Grammy committee, and disturbed, Ugh. right? Opportunity. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still having trouble just determining whether they actually have been. I think they were last year. Yeah. So you know, 
They know they're out there. Yeah. Let's see if there's anything else I wanted to mention about it. I don't know. No, I think that's pretty much it. Um, there's just a lot more new categories. It's weird. Not really. What you've said is spoken volumes. To be honest. Okay. With good. <laughs> Have All we gotten right. clarification on the progressive R and B category? Yeah. Who's uh, in that? I just want to know. Okay, we got SZA, Coco Jones, and Victoria Monet. Uh, let's see. Man, it's just a huge list, and like yeah. the Grammy site is a piece of shit and does not want to work. <laughs> but then, like nobody else, like is like. Let's, let's I will say, behind the scenes going on right now, I, being present for this is. I'm loving this. This is great. I should do this more often. I mean, hey, do they have an office out here? Negative. Ah, negative. Yeah. All right, here we go. So for best progressive R&B album, you have black, but it's spelled the six lack. Does that make sense? Like the the number okay. six and then lack. Diddy. Diddy might. Well, I don't know. Like has it like Diddy? Yeah, I don't know what's oh. gonna happen with him, man. Because now, like, they arrested that guy in Tupac's murder. He's right. He th- yeah. he says it's, it all leads back to him to Diddy. Really? Yeah. Same. <laughs> hey, look, Tom. I haven't heard that. Look, Tom. <laughs> That's wild. Just saying. <laughs> you know that thing about the guy with the wrapper? Mm-hmm. I think it might Don't be going good. downtown. Yeah, all right. That, that, okay. Look, T. I can't have this conversation again. <laughs> all right. There we go. Terrace Martin. Oh, oh Terrace Martin is dope. He yep. is. Okay. Uh, he produced. Uh, he's involved in uh, to, to Pimp a Butterfly. Right. As is James Fauntleroy. Oh, right. Who sings on uh, What a Dollar Cost. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So they have an album called Nova. Uh, that makes sense. That's probably because of our He's actually at the conference that I'm going, that I'm at right now. Really? He, James he's, Fauntleroy. He's, he's, he's performing? James Fauntleroy is doing a presentation on building communities around music. That's sick. Are it you going to see him? sick. And I thought, and yes, I reserved that I was going to that, that uh, specific one, but did not realize that it was on Thursday when I had already returned. Ah, uh, oh. bogus. But maybe he's still hanging around at some point. Might know. be. I'll, I'm, That's I'm rad. Keeping an eye out. That's yeah. rad. Yeah. Good looking out. Uh, Janelle Monet and SZA. Okay. I don't know what to tell you, man. All these, all these categories. Um, but yeah, it's uh, oh, best jazz performance, John Baptiste, Lakeisha Benjamin. That movement 18 is cool. I think it's all piano. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Adam Blackstone, who is a uh, pretty big uh, music, like an MD out here. He's from Philly, but he he's in, uh, he's in LA now and he produces, um, like a lot of uh, big events, um, mm. like uh, the Super Bowl, when he when oh, wow. uh, okay. had like uh, Doctor the halftime show, Doctor Dre, mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg, and all that when they did it in L.A. a couple yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also uh, certain people have gotten gigs through him. Um, cool that I know of, like le- really legit ones. Then you had Fred Hirsch and Esperanza Spalding, and Samara Joy. So you know, you, yeah, take a look. It's, it's all it's all available online. I would go to the Billboard uh, listing of it. Your boy Pat's in there. Was it? Who do you see? Best jazz instrumental oh, album. Yeah. You got Pat Metheny. Oh, all right. Um, speaking of which, I don't know if you guys saw. I posted it on my Facebook, but Pat Metheny was heckled at a oh, yeah. concert yeah, recently. <laughs> and he like didn't even know what to do. Wow. Yeah. W- what happened? Did Apparently, any- some drunk guy was just up there and. I think he was even playing a solo concert. 
Oh, that's just awkward. And for it was the just audience. yeah. I think like between songs, just blah, 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 maybe during them, but nobody did anything that for the longest time. Like <sighs> security didn't step in. Nobody around like complained enough to. It was just so it. foreign to the to so the whole foreign, yes. atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, surely that happen. was just an aberration. Like this has never yeah. happened. Before. Did what you mean to go see Adam Sandler, sir? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no, Pat Metheny. Yeah. Well, where the f am I? Yeah, yeah. The 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 twenty Grammy time, now twenty one Grammy nominated yeah. guitar player. Right, yeah. right. Anyway. Oof. Yeah. It's All pretty, right. Well, I'll be game. waiting with bated breath for the Grammys <laughs> to come up. That's for sure. That's for sure. Mm. That is for sure. I think uh, I think your boy Jason Isbell got a bunch too there. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Uh, He's doing the right stuff. And this guy Zach Bryan, who I did, did you like Zach Bryan. I is do. he good? I do. He's good. His uh, bass players is someone I've played a few gigs at, with out here. Oh, yeah? His bass, bass player's name is Zephyr, and Zephyr Avalon, and he's a very wow. nice guy. Nice. Um, Zephyr. Anywho, yeah, let's wrap it up. I'm done. Okay. We can do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I also wanted to mention uh, in the uh, new country stuff, uh, Chris Stapleton has a new album out. Just came oh. Out today. It's there actually cool. really, really, really stinking good. Actually, I heard that that was good. Because it's like, first of all, it's like, it's made, it's produced by Dave Cobb, who does all the good stuff that's coming out of Nashville now. And it's like very, like it sounds really polished and slick, but it's really just four guys, you know, in a room. Mm. Just four really talented guys. And Chris Stapleton is a fantastic singer and guitar player. You should check it out. It's really, really, really good. Cool. But nevertheless, speaking of really, really, really good, Greg, why don't you Yo. tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us, should they choose to do so? You can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. Send us an email at yscio_podcast at gmail.com. Find us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram. Our X handle is at shouldcheck. Listen to us wherever podcasts are heard, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a review, and as always, tell a friend, you should check it out. I can attest that was entirely unscripted. See? And he was, you're not reading off the script? You got it? No, nah, he was oh, reading the, the written music to Prelude for a Kiss. <laughs> Prelude to a Kiss. Yep. Fair enough. Yep. Well, boys, this has been fun. And I don't want to hold oh, yeah. you up anymore. I want you to nah. get out on the town. Nick, have a good time. Enjoy your Thank time you so out on the West Coast, man. Thank you. It's lovely out here. It really is. Yeah. Soak in the, uh, the nice warm weather because it's cold as hell back home. I, I'm doing just that. Today is like the low of... So today was the coldest day, I think, and it was 74. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Kill it. laughs> hey, man, I'm coming to the East Coast on Friday, so. There you go. All yeah. right. Well, we got some cold weather stored up for you, buddy. Yeah. We'll, uh, oh, perfect. Have to adapt quickly. Yep, and I'll be back. I'll be back late Thursday. So. Cool, cool. All right. Well, boys, good to see you. We'll see you back here next week, everybody. Awesome. All Peace. right. Later.